So the CDC is going to follow Joe Biden and say, yeah, oh, mask mandates, that's, that's the ticket. And you wear a mask, and you wear a mask while we're already wearing masks. Well, you wear two masks, and you wear two masks. What was the latest? Fauci's like, yeah, it won't even. Whatever. Wear two masks, probably won't do anything. There's no science to it. It's nuts. Does a mask, by definition, stop something from entering or stop something from being expelled? Particles, droplets, particulates, whatever you want to call it? Well, of course. Of course. Of course it does. Wearing two masks is rational. Wearing two masks makes you a crazy person. And when you see members of Congress do it, when you see members of the Biden administration do it, what levels of cult are they engaged in here? What levels of lying to you, me, and we? What what virtue signaling? It's there, there, there is not a free thinker amongst them. Again, I don't mind you wearing a mask. Wearing two masks makes you ridiculous. Absolutely out of your head. And if we're going to engage some idea about masks and science and therefore double masking, why can't we engage the science of getting schools back open? The CDC is with it. Fauci is with the CDC on this plan. So why are we still getting pushback like from places like in Chicago? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Watching this, right? Seeing how this plays out is fascinating. Because it's not happening everywhere. It clearly isn't happening everywhere. It's happening only in certain spots. Northern Virginia is 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 one of, of those spots where it's happening. The other spot is Chicago. And you've got Mayor Lightfoot uh, in, in you want to say begging and and pleading? Well, you don't have to. She is. Do you expect to be back at the table later today? If they absolutely tell us that they're ready, we will stay up all night to get a deal done. I think I said that in my opening remarks, okay? Over and over again, we want a deal done. We are ready. We are calling. We are practically begging CTU to come to the table so we can get a deal done. CTU is the Chicago's teachers union. And there's really only one way to see this. The teachers union has punched themselves in the face all over the country. And what makes that even more horrible is that there have been plenty of places across the country where this is not an issue. It really, there, there's no way to top line this. You really got to drill down to what's happening in your local municipality. So, so let me give you an, an example. I've been trying to figure out where else we've been having uh, th- th- this issue. Where else this this struggle has been going on? And I don't see it. Now, I have seen stories, uh, for example, out of Lincoln, Nebraska, where we're heard on KFOR radio, um, that it's it's a conversation. But I haven't seen refusing to go back to school, refusing to go back uh, to class. I've checked their, their, their local news. 
I, I haven't seen where the teachers are saying, we refuse to go back. In Chicago, they're refusing to go back. In Northern Virginia, they're refusing to go back. So when you have a, a, uh, a state or a municipality, right, where the teachers are educating the kids, and in some places, more than happy to educate the kids, more than happy to be back and going. What happens in these other places that are large, a big, and a large scale and high profile, it is ruinous to everybody else, right? It is destructive. The biggest thing going on right now in Lincoln, Nebraska is snow has prevented them from having in-person classes. They're not even having the remote classes. I guess people couldn't get to where they needed to be to have the remote classes. And, of course, we've seen the snow move across uh, the, the, the Midwest, and, and we know it must be serious because that's all the dang East Coast news is talking about. Oh, big snowstorm coming. You've never seen snow? Grab a shovel and shut up. We don't need, I, I don't want to hear about how it's going to snarl traffic in Manhattan. I've been in Manhattan many times in my life. You may have as well. It's always snarled. I've lived in D.C. I've lived in L.A. Traffic on 495, which is known as the Beltway in D.C., is always miserable. If there is a dusting of snow, a sneeze of snow, right? If Charlie Sheen should accidentally drop his cocaine, the entire 495 shuts down. I have watched people abandon their cars and walk like an inch of snow. I have seen it happen with my own eyes. And I'm not interested in their stories. Learn how to handle it already. Grow up and deal with your problem. But I have not heard many places in the, in the Midwest where there are really these aggressive pushes to not teaching. Chicago is, of course, the big one. And Chicago is, of course, wrong. And in Northern Virginia, they are, of course, wrong. And they will suffer. They're going to suffer. The teachers unions across the country are going to have to deal with what it is that Chicago is doing. And what Chicago is doing is saying, we don't care about you parents. Kiss off and die in a fire. And if you say to me, Tony, it ain't that bad. The teachers union said your kids don't matter and we don't care if you go back to work or not. We don't work for you. So yeah, I, I think it's that bad. I think it is indeed that bad. Parents are desperate to get their kids an education, and the people they're supposed to trust have no interest in providing it. What do you do with that moment? How do you... How do you uh, move forward from that? It's, it, it is one thing to say homeschool, which I've said before. It's, it's another thing to say private school, which I, I've said before. Except, well, this is all there is. These are the only options that you have. That in order to get the teachers union to recognize how they have failed is to break them. 
Now you say to me, Tony, did you or did you not just say, did you or did you not just say that it was not all teachers unions? It was these specific and particular ones. And the answer is, well, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, I did. So let's start with these specific and particular ones. And maybe other teachers unions will learn because they just because they have not been, you know, mad people on this one subject doesn't mean that they won't be in, in the future. You have to look at it in, at, at Chicago and in, and in northern uh, of Virginia and say, why don't they care about uh, the students? And then ask, what are they going to do? What will those parents do? If the parents do nothing, does that seem right to you? That leaving the power in the hands of the union, it lets you know what is possible. And the other side of it is that the union is tainted with this thought process. Oh, absolutely. Who's caught in the middle? The teacher. Because I could not tell you, even in Chicago, down to the teacher, whether or not they all agree. Whether or not they think this is the right thing to do, the smart thing to do, the good thing to do, the valuable thing to do. Whether they think it's all just bat crap crazy that they're making a huge mistake and engaging in a great detriment. And this is great detriment. Great detriment to the students because to catch up on this education gap is gonna be extremely difficult. Extremely difficult for a lot of kids out there. Chicago, Northern Virginia, telling you your kids don't matter. Other places, maybe your kids matter greatly, and that's wonderful and terrific. And it's why, proving once again that we should deal with these things on a very, very local level, and you got to be able to drill down. But there is no argument to be made. The schools are safe. Go to it. Maybe for the kids, but not the teachers. You are an essential worker. That's what you want to hear? There it is. Now get to work. They pick up my trash. They stock the the shelves in the supermarket. You teach the kids. That's the way it goes. Lori Lightfoot's right. The mayor of Chicago is right. That's... That's some strange bedfellas right there. I'm Tony Katz. I share with you now something I don't understand. It is ridiculous that this got said by the Vice President of the United States. Uh, Yeah, that's Kamala Harris in case. You were wondering, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. It's insane. And when I tell you I don't understand it, I'm saying I do this for a living, and I have no idea why anybody would bring this up anyhow, anyway, and in any place. There is not a member of Congress alive today who has more name ID in their state than Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, West Virginia, he is West Virginia. That man can do, everybody knows who he is, everybody knows that he's running, he's got this. He has a connection to his state 
that you cannot argue anywhere else. You can't argue that SAS has it in Nebraska. You can't argue that Cruz has it in, in Texas. You can't argue that Rubio has it in Florida. Nobody has it like Joe Manchin. Best name ID anywhere. So what does the Biden team do? The Biden team decides they're going to put some pressure on Joe Manchin in West Virginia. On what? The very idea of green and of mining and of jobs. Do you trying to get Joe Manchin on board with some of these radical left-wing screeds? Are we, are we all nuts? He isn't going to be on board with everything. What are you trying to get him on board with the idea of, of getting rid of the filibuster? You're going you're to pressure the dude? I want to share this with you. Because it's Kamala Harris who was in no way properly prepared to do an interview with West Virginia Television, answering a question where she then gets herself into a whole heap of West Virginia trouble. So it's job creation around investing in American manufacturing, job creation in terms of investing in American infrastructure and building up, back up American infrastructure, job creation around, for example, all of those skilled workers who are in the coal industry and, and, and transferring those skills to what we need to do in terms of dealing with reclaiming abandoned um, uh, landmines, what we need to do around plugging leaks from oil and gas wells and, and transferring those we're just gonna stop right there because you heard it as well as i did and as well as the people of west virginia did dealing with reclaiming abandoned um uh landmines she meant mines land or mine lands she meant abandoned mines not landmines and it's one of those things that only if you live in West Virginia do you understand, right? It's their thing. The rest of us will look at me like landmines. What, what does she mean? West Virginia hears that and they go, oh, holy hell, she did not just say landmines. She did not. Tommy, she said landmines. Landmines. No, 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 not the mine lands. No, no, landmines. And by the way, I have no expertise in West Virginia politics. I could be saying it wrong. Mines land. Meaning the mines. People are taking that as the story. Her inability to even understand the people that she is speaking of. The, the the people she's directing her comments to because she's directing her comments in a way that are meant to somehow apply some pressure to Joe Manchin. I do this for a living and you are politically savvy. I have absolutely no idea what in the world she's doing and I cannot figure out the politics of it. I am at a loss. I've seen many things, self-inflicted wounds, things that we have discussed that just don't make any sense. I cannot even begin to comprehend what the point is here, right? You can argue, well, she was trying to do this and it just didn't work out the way she wanted. No, this is 
crazy. This is crazy. This is insane. This is not just a mistake. This is radical. Because it's, it's, there, there are two things at play. If I'm trying to understand it, not only did she get it wrong, but they really went after him. They did. They went after Joe Manchin. This isn't going to work. This, this, this isn't how you get people uh, to, to, to rally around you. Is the, is the Biden team so incapable of recognizing this? Do they really think wokeism works everywhere? You know what they want in West Virginia? Jobs. They want jobs. They want to be able to do the thing well that they can do. You know what they've got in West Virginia? A fair amount of coal. Getting destroyed by the EPA. Gina McCarthy once again coming at you, attacking you beating you up, trying to destroy you. And not only is it about this, don't worry, Gina McCarthy wants you to know that climate change is a racial justice issue as well. The very solutions that we need to deploy to fix climate change are going to be the solutions that we need to grow our economy again. We're talking about good jobs, good paying union jobs, and meeting the needs of individuals all across this country in every community. Climate change is a racial justice issue because it exacerbates the challenges in the communities that have been left behind. It goes after the very same communities that pollution has held back and racism has held back. This was actually put out by the White House. That's where all the music comes from. So not only is climate change a racial justice issue, but climate change is going to help us to create good-paying union jobs. I wrote about this last week. Union jobs is going to be the rallying cry of this administration. The rallying cry. All they care about. Union, union, union. And clearly, from Vice President's remarks, they don't care about the people of West Virginia at all. I'm Tony Katz. So the markets are doing what they do. GameStop is still out there, but it hasn't been the big talk of the day. The big talk is that Robin Hood... The app that said you can't trade raised $2.4 billion. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. They've raised $3.4 million since everything has gone crazy. That's unbelievable. They stop people from trading. Because, you know, GameStop and there's, there's collusion in running up the stock as opposed to all the people who shorted the stock. And, and we simply can't have this. I argue if you want to charge those people on Reddit for getting together and saying we should buy this stock, go right ahead. Charge them. You stop them from, tra- from trading. Don't tell me that's acceptable. Well, they could have gone somewhere else. Stop, 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 stop. Let's do this again. You stop those people from trading. You're in the wrong. And using Robinhood app, you're just buying into it. I use TD Ameritrade. And I'm telling you right now, I have now gotten multiple alerts telling me that some things have been restricted. 
Now, I haven't tried to buy any of the restricted stock. I already own some of the restricted stock. I have shared with you guys this stuff. What I, what I don't think I should be doing, though, is sharing which one it is. I've done that because I believe in this, in this full disclosure. The problem is, in full disclosure, am I creating myself a whole new issue by sharing a stock? So I think it's, it's best that I say, I want you to know that when I'm having this conversation about some of these restricted stocks, I own one of them. Right, Because I want to be as open and as clear as possible, and I don't mind laying it all out. But it could be that in doing that, I may be like, kind of like telling people to go buy something, and that's not what I'm trying to do. Never, ever take stock advice from me. Don't listen to me on stocks at all. I'm just sharing with you a story. Much better. They raised $3.4 billion. They think they're going to grow. So was all the talk about people dropping them, getting rid of them, down with them, just garbage? Just nonsense? Dave Portnoy over there at Barstool said he's not gonna rest till people are in jail. They got $3.4 billion. You know, clearly, if there's not Barstool trading by the end of the day, you need Barstool trading. And then every time you make a trade, it's Dave Portnoy's voice telling you whether the trade's good or it sucks. You would have that app, producer Ari. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. You want Dave Portnoy yelling at you all the time. I uh, know. And then giving you pizza recommendations, as he often does. I, I would do. It's not the only thing going on in the world, uh, the, the markets, by the way, which uh, the Dow is up over 300 at this uh, very moment. There's a team of World Health Organization researchers. <laughs> the story's so great. They're in China, don't you know? And you know what they're doing in China? They're uh, they're uh, uh, looking for clues. They're looking for uh, like uh, what? How how'd this whole virus thing happen? Looking into the origins. They're in Wuhan. They've even gone to the market where some of this could have spread. They're like, hmm, why is there no evidence? It's been a year and a half. Because Lord only knows when they knew they had a leak or some other issue. Remember, it's China. They lied to you. We know it. You know it. You covered it up. And we know that, too. Is anybody taking seriously what their findings are going to be? They visited the uh, seafood market for about an hour. One of them flashed the thumbs-up sign when reporters said, How's it going? You find the thing that's killed us yet? That thing that shut down society. Did you look under the table? Sometimes my kids put gum under there. Maybe that's where the virus is. This is hilarious. Like this matters. This is as desperate a, a, a maneuver as anything else I, 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 I've witnessed. And of course, you've got President Biden meeting with a grouping of Republicans this over there, um, well, proposal for coronavirus vaccine uh, funding, for the funding for the vaccine and for people's stimulus. Much better said, Tony. Because the Democrats want $1.9 and you already have Nancy Pelosi who's going to push that through. Pushing that through uh, with, with, with force, 
And the Republicans are saying, hey, how about $600 billion? Here's our plan. $1.9 trillion, $600 billion. The $600 billion is going, um, are going to put $1,000 checks into people's pockets. In addition to what would they get, the, the 600? Did they just get a 600? And they'll get another, they'll get another grant. Not 1,400, they'll get another grant. Now this is not gonna be enough for the people of Georgia who were told that if they voted for Warnock, if they voted for uh, uh, Ossoff, they would get Sick, they would get two thousand dollar checks. There would be two thousand dollars. All you have to do, like they, there were signs. Want a two thousand dollar check? Vote for Warnock, which I didn't even know you could make that ad. I didn't know you could make that ad at all. But that's not coming. Doesn't seem to be coming at all. And then in the the move that is going to make Trump supporters lose their you-know-what. Kathy Bukvar is leaving office on February 5th. Who's Kathy Bukvar? She's the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania. She's the one who engaged in some of these election law maneuvers in Pennsylvania, helping to usurp the authority of the legislature and allowing for votes to be counted after uh, the deadline and allowing for more of these mail-in votes to happen. Her statement is, I've always believed that accountability, accountability and leadership must be a cornerstone of public service. While I only became aware of the mistake last week and immediately took steps to alert the administration to the error, I accept the responsibility on behalf of the department. Well, what, what, what is she referring to? Pennsylvania law that requires proposed amendments pass the state legislature twice. The Secretary of State's office has to publicize the proposed amendment in two newspapers in each of the state's 67 counties ahead of the election between votes, which her office failed to do. Her botched, her, her office screwed up, botched is the word they use, uh, the handling of a state constitutional amendment that would allow more sexual abuse victims to sue their alleged abusers. So she's not resigning for the election. She's resigning for something else. People are going to go crazy. People are going to lose their minds. And I want to say it now. That Bukvar is going to end up in some law firm making $682,000 a year. She is going to be well rewarded. Okay, all right. She uh, allowed something that would make uh, um, that would make it more difficult for sexual abuse victims to sue their abusers, right? Okay, she did that, but but got us Biden, got us Big Joey B. Gotta love them sunglasses. Aviators ride or die. Six hundred whatever thousand dollars. Good Lord. She resigns, and it isn't for the election insanity. Ain't that something?
I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Hard Truth Distilling Company out of Nashville, Indiana, recently announced a new addition to their America's original barrel-smoked whiskey line, Sipes Barrel Smoked Straight Bourbon Whiskey. According to WhiskeyWash.com, the four-year-old bourbon packs an aroma of toasted pecan, smoked almond, and caramelized sugar. On the palate, tastes of wood smoke lead into pipe tobacco, leather, clove and oak, followed by hints of orchard fruit, corn, honey, and bread. Sipes Barrel Smoked Bourbon Whiskey is bottled at 90 proof. The limited edition bottle is available in Indiana at all seven Big Woods locations and Hard Truth Hills in Indiana with plans to release to local retailers as time goes along. For more information on this bourbon, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat Drink Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke. This may be hard to believe. We don't spend a lot of time talking about or thinking about President Trump here, former President Trump, uh, to, to be very clear. Um, I think that's a question that's probably more appropriate for Republican members um, who um, are looking for ways to support a bipartisan package uh, and whether that gives them space. But uh, I can't say we miss him on Twitter. Does, does President Biden support the continuing ban of, of, of President Trump on their sites? I, I think that's a decision made by Twitter. We've, we've certainly spoken to, and he's spoken to, um, the need for social media platforms to continue to take steps to reduce hate speech. Um, but we don't have more for you on it. President Biden has spoken on the need for social media platforms to continue to take steps to reduce hate speech? Huh. Can we define hate speech? Could we do that pretty pretty please? Oh, we can't because it doesn't exist. You got it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Let me be as clear as I can. There is no such thing as hate speech. It's not real. There can be speech that you hate. There can be speech that you find disgusting. Hate speech isn't real. It doesn't exist because it is 150% in the eye of the beholder. Now, we can make the argument there are things that we don't say, like, for example, we don't condone calls for violence. Hey, let's go hurt so-and-so. Hey, everybody, tomorrow at 4.30, we're going to punch producer Ari in the face. Woo! No, no, I was just letting everybody know. But let's, we don't condone that, and we wouldn't allow that. And I could see anybody saying, hey, we don't say those kinds of things. We don't do that. But if Louis Farrakhan wants to um, talk about me, or talk about Jews and say, you know, uh, that Hitler was great. Well, he's a despicable guy, right? I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say he's disgusting. But he can do it. Is it hate speech? No, because hate speech isn't real. 
It's a made-up thing. It's like a hate crime. I get that the the FBI will categorize things as a hate crime, but it is not more of a crime because it is committed against me for my religion or you for your skin color or someone else for their sexual identity, etc. It's not. If someone robs my father and someone robs your father, it's not more of a crime against my father because he's Jewish. Well, what if the intent was to rob your father because he was Jewish? It's still a robbery. It's still a crime. Your argument is it should be more of a crime. And the answer is no. It shouldn't be more of a crime. I think pushing the idea that it should be more of a crime is is barbaric it really is that some groups need super special extra treatment what are they they're flowers they 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 they, they can't what they can't actually survive without some super extra special treatment no not at all not in any way not in america it makes no sense it's a valueless proposition but if we are going to now say that there is hate speech, and we're going to say uh, there are hate crimes, how is Representative Ocasio-Cortez not guilty? The article is at TonyCats.com. AOC accused Senator Cruz of attempted murder. Why aren't we outraged? I mean, we shared this story last week. This happened in America, and nobody's talking about it. She accused a sitting senator of attempted murder, not hate speech, not incitement to violence, not saying, look what this guy did to me, imagine what we should do to him, not, what are we all, crazy? We let this go by the wayside. Media paid no attention. This tweet that she put out where she basically said, you almost had me murdered three weeks ago so you could sit this one out. This is about working together on what happened with Robin Hood app. That's saying, she said it, you almost had me murdered. That's, that's, that's accusing him of attempted murder. That tweet has been liked over 790,000 times as I'm discussing it right now. It's not something Americans should like. This should have them saying, what the hell is this madness? Not, never, not once did Senator Cruz call for violence. Never, not once did Senator Cruz call for an attack on the Capitol. Never, not once did Senator Cruz ask for anyone to be violent towards or attempt to harm Representative Ocasio-Cortez nor any other Democrat. She lied. She lied. But the CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, Trump-hating anti-Republican leftists moved on to other stories. And their stories involved how the people trading GameStop were either Nazis or white supremacists, or it was, you know, something having to do with Trumpism, which uh, Chris Saliza put out there. By the way, friends don't let friends read Chris Saliza, the Washington Post. Uh, treat yourself better. Twitter has got all sorts of things about hate speech. You accuse someone of attempted murder and you get to stay? Holy hell. This is... This is just flat out ugly. But the, the White House is keeping our, their eyes on it. Hmm, we're going to keep an eye on, on this hate speech. Even though it's not real, we're going to keep our eyes on it.
and they wonder why others think you're trying they're trying to silence everybody because they're trying to silence everybody i didn't even know this was still a conversation it's obvious the objective is to silence everybody they disagree with that's who they are